Welcome to Monday through Friday, Cellular Agriculture for a Pandemic-Free Future. My name is George Ortega, and this is episode number 50, you know, our Jubilee episode. Um, I'm recording this on Monday, September 14th at 6.54 p.m. Eastern Time. And I'm feeling kind of like surreal today. I mean, like, you know, and I'm, I'm feeling kind of like that, um, hey, you know, humanity's had a, a nice kind of like run. You know, we, we've gotten to the point where we, we've got these computers that are a lot smarter than we are in a lot of ways. And it may just be time for, you know, in the past there have been like mass extinctions, there have been, you know, declines in civilization. They could have been, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a speculation, but it's, you know, it's makes sense that they could have been related to immorality, at least in terms of humans. I mean, like, for example, the collapse of the Roman civilization, you know, I mean, they were like, they were, as entertainment, they were sending people to fight with, with um, lions in these arenas. I mean, and like, you know, that's not much different than, uh, than how we were treating these farm animals. So, um, yeah, it could be, it could be that this is, you know, we're, we're on a, a downward decline and, you know, it's, it's not going to be fast. It's not like an, an asteroid just hit us and, you know, we're gone or, or there's like, a, there's this caldera, I think it's called, um, in Yellowstone Park. It's this giant super volcano that like, if it would blow, then I guess that would like, you know, ex extinct a lot of people really quickly. This, I don't think it's gonna be like that. You know, it's gonna be a slow decline, kind of like getting older. You know, you get older year after year, decade after decade, and you just like, you slow down, you function, yeah. And I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's my best guess at what's going on, because it is surreal. I mean, like, you've got this pandemic, you know, that shut everything down, it's killing a lot of people, you know, just bankrupting businesses, you know, really wreaking havoc on us, right? And, and like, you know, nobody's nobody's saying how oh, why did this happen oh do you think it's maybe the, the the farming of animals you know you think that maybe you know this this system we have of food production you know is is like is the cause of this or or, or maybe you know you wonder um people could be saying well well you know like this is pretty this is pretty you know disruptive um what say we we kind of like figure out how to not allow it to happen again you know, but, but that's not happening, <laughs> you know, 50 episodes later, that is not happening. And like, you know, um, one of my main fields is psychology. Although I haven't, haven't researched the death instinct much. That's one of like Freud's postulations. Uh, we have, a, I guess, a life instinct and a death instinct. And I guess there's a part of us, I imagine, that wants to be dead, that, you know, looks at life and after like, you know, 30, 40, 50 years saying, well, you know, it's not all that's cracked up to be, then like, you know, looking forward to whatever comes next. So maybe that's playing out. Maybe, you know, people are collectively, individually thinking themselves, yeah, all right, it's time for the, for the next show. I don't know. But, um, but, you know, the reality is that, <laughs> that nobody's talking about preventing the next pandemic. And I, I don't, you know, I've, I've suggested 
that um, that perhaps this is too early to um, to expect that you know perhaps everybody's too consumed with what's going on to think of the future. I can't buy that. You know, I you know for example, if 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 um if a region of the country has a power outage like we just had one recently and people go without power right what do they do they buy a generator you know they um they take measures to prevent you know the inconveniences whatever that, that happened um during this this last one so so you think that i mean I don't know, maybe the difference is that that's kind of like an individual act. You just go to the store and buy one, whereas this is more of a mass collective global initiative that we basically have to um, have to undertake. And I, I mean, like our, our leaders are wusses. Our, our leaders just like they are not leaders, you know, Republicans, Democrats. I mean, they're, they're just like, you know, how, how we elect these people is beyond me. I, um, what, I, I can't explain. Um, I think it was it was probably better before there was TV and radio, especially TV, because what happens is a lot of times the more quote unquote attractive of the candidates will win, you know. And what is this a beauty contest? I mean, like we we don't want people to look good while they're up in Congress doing nothing, whatever. We want them to do stuff. So, um, and you know. Yeah, what goes on in politics, again, it's kind of like they, they equate it with sausage making. You don't want to know. Like one thing I learned some time ago, like your average senator, you think he's like, you know, in Washington, just like working on your stuff all the time, right? No, I, I think I once read like two thirds of the time these senators are in their office, they're making phone calls to um, to solicit funds, you know, fundraising calls for the next campaign, you know, two thirds. I mean, even if it were just half or a third, oh, that's that's way too much. All right, I um, I should probably get on with the show. All right, maybe you're not scared enough for yourself or your family for whatever. Maybe this is like maybe you're thinking, ah, you know, we'll just get back to normal and then life will be back to normal now. You know, if you've been reading the news, you've been reading that um, the Arctic ice shelf is closer to um, to breaking off and, and melting, which would create a ten foot um, ten foot rise in sea level. And that's it. You know, ten foot rise in sea level. The, the whole eastern seaboard is gone. I mean, like eighty percent of civilization is congregated, amassed on the shores of these continents. So ten ten feet of uh, you know, again, all these buildings we, we've built, all these cities we've built along the shores, they're gone. They're gone. And, and like, so anyway, so, um, so, but apparently, you know, that's, you know, that's a few decades away, I guess, and, and that doesn't scare people. So let's, let's see if we can scare people with, um, with stuff that is more imminent, imminent. And let's see, do I have it? Oh, wait a minute. I got to like, all right, I'm going to have to find the file because I don't see it here. Um, let me just, I mean, if I'm going to share, basically, I want to share that uh, that screen where um, I, I created this, this table. Here we go. Number of epidemics by millennium, by century, by all this stuff. So, okay. Okay, now here's so look, I've got it up here. 
And now let me share my screen so you can see it. And again, like for the audio version, I'll be talking about it. I'll just explain what I'm, and I'm going to try to present it in some other way. Cause like, I thought I presented it in a very convincing way the last three, four times, but apparently not. All right, let me share the screen. And so this is it. It's a number of epidemics by millennium, century, decade, and year. And the source is Wikipedia, list of epidemics. If you, if you Google wiki and list of epidemics, you'll get right to the page that I got this from. And actually, they don't have it in table form like I did here, but you'll see that, you know, you want to check this. So, so here's, here's the thing. All right, the first millennium of the common era, we had eight epidemics, okay? Now, that's, the first, that's a thousand years, okay? A thousand years, we have eight of them. 10 years, the first 10 years of 2000s, you know, the, the 2K millennium, whatever, we've got 42. That's five times over, you know, five times as many as in a whole thousand years. I mean, um, or if you want to like, you know, the last century, you know, the 1900s to this 2000s, we had 40. Okay, again, this first decade of the 2000s, we had 42, we had more. All right, that, that should tell you everything. I'm sorry. Um, these epidemics are getting more, um, I'm going to stop sharing, are getting much more frequent. And, um, and you know, I mean, I've explained this before. It's basically we've got 4 billion airline flights every year going to every continent. Um, you know, some, some of the countries um, who, who really did effective lockdowns, you know, in, initially, you know, when they were called upon to do so, when, when this first got started and they were really safe, well, now what's happening is they're experiencing, I guess, a second wave. They, they opened up their, their airports to people from other countries and all of a sudden, you know, you've got the, the cases uh, ramping up again. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, if, um, maybe people like this. Maybe, maybe a lot of people, you know, the, our, our work environment, you know, like people work more today than, than they used to work, let's say, 5,000 years ago, 10,000 years ago. And back then, you know, people worked maybe four or five hours a day. And that was like during like planting or harvest, you know. Um, but a lot of people work a lot and maybe people, you know, subconsciously really enjoy this. Get a lot more time to spend with their kids or something. I mean, I don't know. I gotta like close this window because there's some noise out there. Um, how do you, but how do you explain, I mean, you know, it's a little, a little easier to explain this climate change thing. I mean, like, it's kind of counterintuitive to believe that, that, you know, what we do affects the climate, you know. Yeah, so, so we trust the, the scientists, and then they show us the data, the, the hockey um, stick graph, and all this, you know, all this evidence that, yeah, uh, we are absolutely doing that, however um, unlikely that seems. So, so but with this, you know, um, so people aren't afraid of, of climate change, uh, unfortunately, because that, you know, there goes your, your kids and your grandkids and your great grandkids future. You know, I mean, I, I, what they're gonna have to do is they're gonna have to invent happiness pills. <laughs> I'm serious. So in other words, like as, as, as 
more and more deprivation happens as you know through the climate just like you know i mean i'm, I'm not even going to like detail it because uh because you know it, it's going to be um difficult but you know um if they can develop these pills they're kind of like antidepressants but they work not on people who are depressed but people who are just like you know suffering this this distancing and, and you know economic shutdown and stuff i mean future pandemics whatever um so if they develop one of those and yeah civilization is crumbling and decline and stuff but everybody's happy and so like you know who can complain right i mean like we're hedonic creatures we seek pleasure avoid pain that's our fundamental motivation our motivation really isn't to, to be alive you know well it is to a certain extent but, but the reason we want to be alive is because we predict that that brings about a certain amount of pleasure right i mean anyway so all right let me let me try again you know because maybe maybe i haven't explained it well well enough i guess but this pandemic you know is zoonotic meaning it comes from animals and so basically you know while this one came from a wet market in china there are actually incidentally about eight wet markets in new york city i don't know if they've closed them i hope they closed them there were you know some time ago and and but the important thing is like these wet markets are not very different than uh, factory farms. They they may actually might be more sanitary. You know, in wet markets you have these live animals in cages, right? Which is what you have, for example, with egg laying hens. With egg laying hens, you've got battery cages and they're, they're stacked on top of each other, and they're about maybe four or five chickens per cage. They're crammed in so closely that the chickens cannot even spread their wings okay that's that's beyond horrible but what makes it even more horrible is that there's because they're stacked on top of each other the chickens on top are urinating and defecating on the chickens on the bottom okay and that's why we have to pump these animals with antibiotics 80 percent of the antibiotics we use are not used on humans they're used on these animals because the conditions are so sanitary unsanitary and you know people have said that it's not just these viruses pandemics that are posing a, a growing and a major threat to to our lifestyle or civilization it's it's antibiotic resistance if you if you've had an operation especially major operation you're more than likely more likely than not uh, you would have been given antibiotics because you know cutting a person open that exposes a person to a lot of bacteria and so that we've, we've you know these antibiotics have been lifesavers i mean they've been amazing you know penicillin but what's happening is like because we're pumping so many antibiotics into these animals again 80 percent of, of what we create here in the united states the bacteria are growing resistant to our antibiotics so our antibiotics are no longer working um so yeah this you know the, the factory farm system and, and in addition i mean like factory farms um contribute about almost 15 percent of the greenhouse gases that are fueling climate change and they're, they 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 use vast amounts of water you wouldn't believe how many gallons of water it takes like to to um to have a, a a gallon of milk or a pound of beef i mean 
gallons and gallons and gallons of water. And same with land use. I think, again, I, I should, I've got some figures somewhere, but like just the, the land use, the pollution, you know, these, these cows and these animals pollute stuff. And, you know, I, anyway, so um, it's a really, really cruel, stupid system. I mean, fine, it, it, it may, have been, may have been necessary decades ago. Probably not. I mean, like decades ago, we understood that, that eating meat was not compulsory. It's not necessary to human health. And, you know, <clears throat> Serena Williams, I think she, did she just win um, another grand um, tournament? I mean, she's a vegan. I mean, this woman is like, you know, she's fit. You know, there's, there's a lot of vegans that are, that are really fit. And, you know, I've been a vegan 15 years. I mean, basically, without the cholesterol, the saturated fat and stuff, you're healthier, you know? Um, so, so, but the problem is, yeah, we're not going to all go vegan, and so, um, so what do we do? Um, it's 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 hard to know what to say, you know. I mean, like, what what do you say? Um, <laughs> well, after fifty shows, I think I've said it, but I'm going to keep. You know, this is a challenge. It's a challenge to like, you know to see if I can come up with, with, a, with a, a magic bullet, you know, I don't know, that's a weird term, isn't it? That's the kind of like, that's the kind of civilization we live in. A magic bullet is a good thing. <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, so, uh, yeah, come up with, with, with an answer, you know, come up with a way to tell you this, that you will listen and talk to your politicians and, you know, maybe you have a friend who is a journalist, you know, talk to your friends about it. And maybe, you know, we can, um, again, $50 billion, that's all it takes. You know, we're, we've already spent two, three trillion, the United States alone, forget the rest of the world, on this pandemic, okay? Two, and the, again, you know, I'm saying this stuff over and over because, you know, um, you need to hear it over and over, I guess. Um, the Congressional Budget Office in May, before this June, July surge, predicted that we would be spending about $8 trillion when, when this is all said and done on, you know, repairing the economic cost of this pandemic, $8 trillion. So like the, 15, the $50 billion that it's kind of like a ballpark figure that I came up with that should be enough to, to keep us safe from pandemics in two or three years amounts to um, one half of 1% of this, $8 trillion that were anticipated, um, predicted to spend. I mean, come on. Um, so why isn't it, why aren't the politicians talking about this? That's like, you know, this world is surreal. I'm like, you know, this, um, I'm beginning to kind of like have a surreal attitude about it. I, I think people, people want to die. People, people are tired of living. They're, they're ashamed to, to say to their families and their friends and stuff, because it's not such a, a wonderful kind of thing. But I think people really want to die, you know? Um, I, I think what happens is like, you know, maybe like when we were, when everybody was poor two, three hundred years ago, people had something they thought they wanted to aspire to. Yeah, let's rise up from poverty, get into the middle class, become rich, and then we'll have such amazing lives, right? Well, I think maybe the problem is we've got a lot of rich people, a lot of billionaires, and a lot of them are miserable. A lot of them just are not too happy. So I think people are figuring out, the people who have risen from the, from the poor class to the middle class, and people who've 
gone from the middle class to the rich class. I think they're figuring out that no, yeah, there is, <laughs> there is no magic bullet, you know. So like, I mean, something has to explain it, you know. I mean, and that that even doesn't get into the explaining the cruelty, and you know, I gotta say this. I mean, like, one of the reasons I, I can say this kind of like almost glibly, yeah, glibly, um, is because I do not blame us for any of this you know I, I i agree with our four top scientific minds in the history of science uh isaac newton charles darwin sigmund freud and albert einstein who all coming from three different scientific disciplines physics biology psychology neuroscience understood that nothing we do is up to us you know we don't have a free will i'm sorry you know nothing's up to us and if you want to understand the simple reason for that is like it's called causality cause and effect for example you say something you make a decision right that decision has a cause because everything has a cause that's that's the principle it's the law of cause and effect so if you make a decision that has a cause well guess what that has a cause too and these causes are always before what they cause right so then you've got your decision and cause to that and a cause to that and a cause to that and these causes are going back in time cause by cause by cause until this chain of cause and effect regresses back to before you were born and you know theoretically back to the big bang and whoever whatever came before that so so you know when i when i when i tell you you know that you are being so amazingly evil you know being complicit paying people to to torture literally torture you can't you know torture is the right word you know so many animals 10 70 billion animals a year you know when i say you're amazingly evil for doing that i don't want you to blame yourself because again it's not your fault you're you're, you're born into this world where well, i guess you know it must be all right everybody's doing it right but you know if if you if you've lived in the world long enough you, you you've come to understand that free will or not, you know, we still get rewarded when we do good and punished when we don't. And that's the problem, you know? I mean, like, we, we, um, we had slaves here, you know, for, for hundreds of years, you know, that was, that was horrible, you know, and finally we, we woke up and, and, you know, like some, some Quakers in, in Pennsylvania, a small group of Quakers finally said enough, and they, they just basically launched the abolitionist movement and then the Church of England, some group, um, you know, joined them, and then we had this this movement. And we ended it, um, but that was a horrible system that we maintained for for hundreds of years. And, and so, this is a, a system that hasn't been hundreds of years, but perhaps 150. I mean, certainly decades. You know, the the whole the decades of the 1900s. Um, how can you know we 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 humans like to consider ourselves? good people but how can we seriously consider ourselves good people when we um take part in this i don't include me in this you know i'm not included it's not that i'm perfect i've got my faults and stuff but you know i stopped eating meat and fish and dairy 15 years ago because i understood what was going on you know you know i yeah i mean I, i've been a vegetarian since 92 so um because yeah i mean it all, all it takes is a little imagination i mean like you know the, these animals are sentient they, they you know how many people own cats and dogs and birds and how you know if you if you own a cat and dog or a bird i mean you want you absolutely understand that that they feel good and then they suffer you know they feel pleasure they feel pain so then like 
most people don't realize it, but pigs are actually smarter than dogs. So you have to understand that if, if dogs can feel a lot of pain, and they can, you know, then pigs obviously can, can feel um, as much pain. Um, so yeah, so like you're not getting this, you don't care, you know, it's not your fault, but you're going to pay the price. Your kids are going to pay the price and your kids, your kids are going to pay the price because that's the way nature works. You know, that's the way God works. I mean, like, again, we, we, we could surprise ourselves. We could turn all this around. We could uh, summon up our conscience and, and, you know, wake up and start, you know, demanding that our leaders address this and address climate change. But considering that we just elected Trump, you know, as our president, this deeply vile, disturbed, psychopathic man. I mean, you really think we're going to start doing the right thing? I mean, half the country, you know, 40% of women, after all that he said about women, 40% of women voted for this guy. Uh, no, we were like, so, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, if, 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 if we're unwilling to... Uh, to do what we need to do to, uh, to protect ourselves from future pandemics, you know, and, and, and cellular agriculture, you know, creating these meats in, in labs where it's completely sanitary would make us 99 plus percent uh, pandemic risk-free. You know, if, if we can't do that, if we won't do that, then yeah, it's a civilization, a global civilization in decline. It's not an empire, it's not a country, it's an entire civilization. You know, again, some of these viruses, these pandemics can be 40 times as lethal as this one. And so it's a matter of time. And uh, so, yeah, so then I guess we have to accept it and, and then just then take the big picture. You know, it's been nice. Humanity's been around for a while. But, you know, look at the scheme of things. I mean, like the 14 billion years for this universe, you know, and, and life. Well, life has been around for, you know, billions of years, I guess. But um, but intelligent life, I mean, I don't know if we can call us intelligent, but we kind of believe we are. Um, advanced life, modern life, hasn't been around all that much. Again, the human beings were there 30,000 years. So it's just, you know, it is um, something about a, something of grass, I don't know. It's like, you know, it's a, a flicker in time, who knows? All right, so anyway, you know, you want, do you, do you like your kids? Do you have grandkids? Do you like your grandkids? Because if, if you like them, you will start talking about this. You will begin to care. If you don't, you know, if you don't care what happens to them, well, yeah, don't do anything. And I guarantee you that you will be handing them a living hell. You know, because that's, you know, people, because what happens is this, these pandemics destroy economies. When economies are destroyed, people fight for diminishing resources. So you have what, another two, three, four world wars? And you know, all right, anyway, I hope you're getting the message here. Cause like, you know, again, after 50 episodes, all right, I'm under a minute. So catch this every Monday through Friday on White Plains Community Media Channel 76 with Optimum 45 with Verizon. The episodes are also on YouTube um, in video and on iTunes and Spotify as an audio version. So again, talk to people. I mean, like, you know, look up cellular agriculture, clean meat. Get this. This book is amazing. This book will tell you everything about it. It's called Clean Meat by a guy named Paul Shapiro. You know, um, 
he um, he just goes through the entire history of this industry that just start, started in 2013. It's brand new. All right. Well, thanks for watching, and God willing, I shall see you uh, tomorrow.